Welcome to Intuitive Seek. My name is Mary Treen, and every week I aim to bring you a grounded approach to all things intuition. Through personal stories, experiences, and practices, offering energetic reflections to help you discover, connect, and fully realize how your unique power of intuition is your own greatest teacher. Hello, hello, welcome. How is everybody doing? How are you doing? Should we start off with a breath? Let's do it. So take a nice deep breath through your nose. And let that breath out through your mouth. And take another deep breath through your nose. And let that breath out. And how about we take one last deep breath, but through our mouth this time. So deep breath through your mouth. And let that breath out through your nose. All right, well, that was exactly what I needed and I hope some of you needed that too. Or I hope you, you know, skipped ahead 15 seconds or 30 seconds. You know, do what you have to do. It is all good. But today I really felt called to talk about more of the kind of beginning of when I started training and learning the modality of Reiki. Started really kind of understanding what energy and energy healing is all about in a grounded way, which is what I love about this podcast. It's like talking about all these things that may seem a little bit out there, but are actually incredibly natural and so exciting. If you heard my cat bandit a couple of times, I'm leaving it in because he's kind of a co-host at this point, right? A little bit. (laughs) He definitely understands energy. That is for sure. Because anytime I'm talking, he wants to talk too. And like attracts like most of the time. So last year, I started teaching Reiki and training and certifying Reiki practitioners privately, one-on-one, and moved into small groups. And then this year, I'm really expanding that in an exciting way that I really love. And I know it will evolve as well. But because I've been working on that, I went back and started reading the journals I kept when I was in the midst of learning this new healing modality. And I loved revisiting it because it reminded me of why I felt so called to learn it in the first place. And also the ability to have the hindsight that we get when we keep a journal is kind of priceless because don't you find that when we have a memory 
of something that we did or experienced. It tends to be kind of clouded or tinted by the life that the reality, the present life that you're in right now. So when I, before I read my journals, when I really thought about the beginning and the first time when I was learning my level one and connecting to my own energy and really feeling it for maybe the first time, truly, when I thought back to that, I had a certain idea of what it was like because I'd had all of this experience in between. And now I'm how many years later? And what I was really reminded of by going back and reading what I wrote was how much learning, training to become a Reiki practitioner, how much it was really, truly about working and healing my own energy. Because I really went into it thinking, oh, well, this could be kind of a new direction. This is something I can offer to others. Which is a really good thing to kind of think about if you are feeling called to learn a healing modality, energy healing modality, spiritual modality, however you want to describe it. When we kind of feel that pull, you can call it, kind of a pull from your intuition, and that can come as, you know, just a little voice in your mind that's asking or saying, hmm, maybe I should do that. Or what happened for me was there was a lot of people in my life that would just kind of start talking about it or that they had a friend that was a Reiki practitioner or a grandmother that did it for, you know, their life. What really started to happen was people would just kind of like mention it to me, but like literally asking me, have you ever done Reiki? Do you do any kind of massage work or like there would be some kind of question on whether I was already working in kind of the healing arts. And when I read back on my journals, this was happening for like a year or so before where all of these people would be kind of in my world talking about this thing that this little voice was telling me that I should go and kind of check out. And if you've listened to my episode on how my intuition led me to part of my purpose of being an intuitive Reiki master practitioner and teacher, which is such a huge passion of mine. But if you haven't heard that episode, my first experience with Reiki was when I was 18 years old and I'm going to be 40 this year. So a while ago. And what happened was that are 22 years ago. Wow. Wow, sorry, that 22 is so cool because, well, in that episode, I was 18 and then it took many, 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 many years until it came back into my world and I decided to, you know, jump in and really kind of take the leap into it. 
But the 22 is so cool. So it kind of stopped me in my tracks when I was talking because obviously it is 2022, the year 2022. But it's also the 100th anniversary of the very first Reiki clinic that was opened by the founder of Reiki, Dr. Mikao Usui, and that was in 1922. So when I said, oh, it was 18 years ago, and then now I'm really, you know, leaning in and honoring this pull that I have to train and teach and the way that I have come to know and love this modality and that it is something that is so natural and universal. The fact that it was another 22 just shows me kind of a very beautiful synchronistic sign. And whenever those kind of signs come into my life and so many people, right, will say, oh, well, you're looking for it and it doesn't really mean anything. I don't really care about it actually being proven. To me, that is not the point of synchronicity. That is not the point of kind of noticing signs. The point is, what does it do? Is it affirming something that you already want and you just needed that push? Is it telling you that you made the right decision on something. Like that's why signs are so important because we can translate them for ourselves. So it doesn't matter what the, you know, the proof, this, the evidence, the, oh, please, do you really, like, is it really a sign? That doesn't matter. Any of that doubt that comes into your head, I believe, at least now, at this juncture in my life, I believe that it doesn't matter what anybody else perceives those signs to be. It's only about what you think and what you feel and how it works in your life. Because you are the one that noticed them. And that 22 for me showed me, oh, I really feel like I'm in the right place at the right time in my life right now. It helps to make me feel confident and grounded. It makes me feel more grounded. And you would think that paying attention to signs or synchronicities would actually kind of put you into more of a space outside and a little bit more lifted, a little bit more ethereal. But if you really pay attention to them, I feel like it actually grounds us into our lived experience and what we're doing as humans, as beautiful, lovely souls. And speaking of souls, that brings me back to what I was reading in my journal. Because what I noticed was when I was journaling about getting ready to take it, It really was about learning. My direction was to learn how to offer it to others. Practice to me meant to practice it on someone else. Becoming a practitioner meant I was a practitioner for others. I was offering this beautiful healing modality to other people. 
And I was embarking on that by signing up to train in level one. And in my episode where I go in depth into what my training was like, the days leading up to it, all of the trust I needed, all the things that happened, all the cool synchronicities as well. What I didn't remember was how, like specifically, was how transformative the month afterward was. It was kind of shocking to read again because it had it has been in my world for a while now it was difficult to remember what it was like before I had this beautiful tool so what I didn't expect from my first Reiki training was that I would be practicing on myself every day ideally for at least 21 days after your first training that's the, that's kind of the recommendation. And I didn't, I didn't even think of that. I didn't think that that would be something we would be doing. But as somebody, especially then, who had a very strong driving force of perfectionism running through me, I wanted to do it right. Which, in the end, worked out for me. Not the best intention. I ideally would have wanted to do it for me, but I wanted to do it right. So by practicing it on myself, offering myself Reiki every day for 21 days, it was remarkable to read the difference and to read what happened during it. You know, the main things that come to mind from luckily having these journals was how much I had never really understood what my energy was, what it felt like, the difference between mine and somebody else's, the difference between mine and the rooms, the difference between mine and the table, because everything is made up of energy. And I really took for granted that I could actually harness and reconnect and reacquaint myself to my own unique energy. And one of the most beautiful things that I find about people that are pulled or called to learn Reiki and become practitioners, whether it be just for you know, family, friends on the side as something for them to do or to do it professionally is that they tend to be very empathic and intuitive souls. And when you are speaking from experience, a more empathic and intuitive soul or energy or person or spirit, however you want to say it, we tend to be the helpers and it can be from my experience, very difficult and challenging to even wrap our minds around how taking care of ourselves, taking care of our own energy, taking care of our emotional health and our physical health, but really our energy kind of encapsulates all of those 
it's hard for empathic, intuitive people, especially women that I've seen, to understand how that could in any way help out the people in our lives more than us, you know, really taking care of them ourselves like we naturally want to. It's the kind of that fool's errand of, well, as long as everyone else in my life is happy and comfortable and doing well, then I can relax. And there is another name for that. It is codependence. But one of the antidotes to codependence, to putting other people's needs before your own, is to, you know, turn the mirror on yourself, to look at yourself. And that was something that I did learn through practicing Reiki on myself for that month afterwards, after my initial training. Because what I realized was that as soon as I started to focus on what I needed in the way that I did that through Reiki was that while I was practicing it on myself, the beauty of universal energy is that when we focus it into our own energy, it starts to calm your system. It starts to nurture your physical body that has been holding and carrying all of the discord, all of the static and friction, all of the tension, all of the pain that manifests in our physical body from our emotions and our reactions to the life we live and the people in our lives and the things that happen to us. The one way that we can take care of ourselves now, of course, there is trauma and actual things that you need psychologists and people that have expertise in the brain. That's important. But the energy work that I experienced and that I offer works so beautifully in tandem with that. Because when you get to receive it for yourself, all of those things that I mentioned that you're holding, it's as if for the first time, they're put on a stage for us to be able to actually pay attention to. They're moved up the priority ladder. They become a top priority. When you really pay attention and take care of your energy, which is what you learn in the first level of Reiki, and then you practice on yourself for 21 days to a month afterwards, what you really learn is how much we have been ignoring in our own energy. 
how much we haven't been living in our own energy, how much we've been living outside of our bodies. We realized, and this is what happened to me, all of a sudden I realized that I had so much tension in areas of my body that I didn't really realize before. And when I would bring awareness and attention and focus that energy on those parts of my body, whether it be my lower back or my solar plexus or my heart, when I would allow myself to give myself the grace of really treating myself as I would treat a loved one or a paying client, which is really technically a loved one too. But when I would do that, so much would come up, so much would be moved through, whether it be emotional or physical. So much of my energy would start to kind of recalibrate or balance. Now, that's how I describe it. Who knows exactly what's happening? But that's what it feels like. Where all of a sudden, I am aware of what my energy in its best, strongest, highest expression should feel like, and that it should be like that almost every day, at least for the majority of the day. And when I gave myself that attention and really practiced every day, gave myself that attention for the first time in my life, really, There were aspects of how I was living that were not congruent with where I wanted my life to be led, to how I wanted to feel. And I was able to see where those pieces were. And by focusing on my own energy and offering myself Reiki every day, the clarity that came through, like so much of what I'm doing right now, I saw for myself after that initial training. It was a dream. At that time, I couldn't really believe that it was possible to use my intuition to use my tools as a Reiki master and teacher to actually do it for a job, to love the job that you do. What? What is that? I thought that was reserved for the chosen lucky ones. And I thought that I would just have to manage my energy work a job I didn't like and do everything that I loved outside of that. 
in the shadows, in the corners. But that wasn't the case. And looking back, I really see that if I had kind of rushed into level two of learning how to offer Reiki to others as a very empathic, intuitive person, I don't know if I would be doing this professionally because my intentions would have been completely different. I would have had no, and I wouldn't have learned or created any proper boundaries in my energy because I didn't know what my energy felt like. So I didn't know what it was like until I did. I didn't know what it was like or that I was always just kind of offering every bit of whatever I could give to other people until I was out of it. And of course, my intention now is to still help people and offer whatever they need to realize how much they hold, how much wisdom and guidance that they can access in themselves once they have learned to reclaim those parts of themselves back together again and honor their own energy, which is what Reiki is very good at helping us with. And then what happens after that is you build so much trust in yourself because you're not fractured in your energy anymore. You're not compartmentalizing pieces of yourself to please other people around you before yourself. The depth of clarity that I received from committing to learning and focusing on my own energy when I committed to healing all aspects of my being which is a lifelong commitment there is no wrong way to go there's a level of trust that you gain so that You can follow the path that you are meant to be on so that you can fulfill your heart's desires. And it's interesting because when I say fulfill your heart's desires, I remember how I used to react to that. Oh, and Bandit can remember too. I remember that it felt very lofty it felt like okay yeah sure yeah fulfill your heart's desires that's what life is about don't they know that life sucks and then you die don't they know that but what I didn't know was that everybody has completely different desires from their heart Not the desire to win the lottery or the desire to, you know, have a bikini body, whatever that means, but truly realizing and fulfilling your heart's desire or desires that is unique to each person. And what you actually desire for yourself in your heart 
will, and this is what I've seen so far in my life doing this work, and I can't wait to get more and more and more and more examples of it. But what happens is it's possible because it's your heart's desire. It's not an accident. It's not a coincidence. There's a reason you feel the way you feel and you want to do the things you want to do. And you dream about the things that you dream about because you want them because you know in your heart that when you do that, in some way, that also helps other people. And that's what we are here to do. We are all here to help each other. And we all have different types of medicine to give each other. And it's not as obvious as healing or medicine or what have you. But whenever you put your heart into something, that is helping somebody else's heart. That I know for sure. But the only way for us to really get clear on what our heart desires is to understand the energy in our heart. And when I looked back on my journals, that was what happened. That is what happened. I got incredibly closely reacquainted with the energy of my heart and what I really wanted and how I could trust my heart to lead me to do the things that would help me to be on the path for my greatest good and for the highest good of everybody. And that's what I really noticed throughout the weeks that I was writing and kind of keeping a little journal of what my personal Reiki practice after my training was like. I kept coming to the conclusion of, oh, it really, um, it really feels like the energy in my heart is kind of the base of all of this energy that I'm holding and moving and harnessing. And then I did, I wrote at the very end, I came to a conclusion. And this is something that I've said a lot over the past little while to myself and my clients and my students. But I realized it after integrating the training and healing, offering that healing to myself for at least three weeks after. Was that I, for so long of my life, for so long was intellectualizing every feeling in my body. Everything that happened, I would try to figure it out in my brain. But you don't start at the brain. You don't start in the mind. When you get to know your energy, you actually start in the heart. And what I wrote was, it's all the same. Universal energy, it's all the same. It's all 
a different piece of love. That's it. And when you are able to get really clear about the energy of your heart, then you can start to trust your mind because you know when it's your heart speaking and you know when it's not. And that's how you can trust in your purpose. And that's how you can fulfill your true heart's desires because they are unique and they are yours for a reason. And that was a little bit of a Reiki ramble, but thank you for going on the journey with me because it was such a, it was such a beautiful remembering for me to look at my journal and really see the difference in what understanding and connecting to my energy and to my, my heart's energy how much that changed me and changed my life. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of Intuitive Seek. I hope that you received at least one valuable thing. And I hope you enjoyed the breathing at the beginning. And please reach out to me with any questions or if you want to share anything that may have come up for you during this episode, you can follow and message me on my Instagram at trainlight, T-R-E-E-N-L-I-G-H-T. Or email me at hellotreenlight at gmail.com. And you guessed it, you can check out my website, treenlight.com. I will have all the links in the show notes for you so you don't have to do any Googling. I will have them there for you. And you can learn more about my work and how I can support you. And you can read more about the Reiki trainings and certifications that I'm offering. Definitely some events are coming up too, which I'm very excited about. And they will be online, so don't worry, because I know I have a, more of a global audience with this podcast, which I'm very grateful for. So I'm always looking to figure out how all the things that I can offer can be received by anyone from around the world. So thank you again, and truly, I am so, so, so grateful for all of your support. Be kind to yourself, and I'll talk to you soon.